0: Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. With China, if it's not one thing, it's another. Freedom is an uphill battle in that country, especially when it comes to religious liberty. Here to talk about China and punishment is Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine. Lincoln, what is going on in China?
1: Well, what's really going on in the world, which I think we're all aware of, is that the United States has become aware that Everything on our shelves, it seems like, is made in China. That's true. (laughs) Good prices. Cheap labor. (laughs) But they're not buying that much of our stuff. Now and then we get a glimpse of the Chinese cities and their skyscrapers. (laughs) are fantastic. Their whole infrastructure is booming. And at least under the current administration, that signals that we need to do something about it. And what we do about it seems to have less to do with working harder and innovating more and and pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps than than slapping China about. You think? (laughs) And restricting uh, Chinese imports, which is odd. To this day, I don't think the average American has figured what tariffs mean. They don't charge China, they charge Americans. (laughs) Americans. (laughs) We're paying those tariffs. Right, but anyhow, that's the backdrop for what I want to talk about on religious liberty. So we're getting tough with China. I can remember uh, Hillary Clinton, who said and did many good things, but toward the end of her tenure as Secretary of State, she went to China trying to curry favor with them, and she said specifically that we were not going to link our trade with China to civil and religious rights hmm. within the country. Well, and, and partly as a result of that, I think, uh, China put the screws on even more tightly to some of the religious liberty cases there's the pseudo-religion of Falun Gong, and then in the northwestern Xinjiang province, the mostly Muslim minority Uyghur population have been persecuted. There's no other word for it. Yeah. Now we come to this president administration, which is all but in a shooting war with China yes, over yes. a trade imbalance, supposed, and uh, issues in the South China Sea, and, and there's all but uh, being shots fired between naval forces. So it's a pretty heavy scene. And in that scene, the uh, State Department have issued a uh, sanctions and condemnation of China for what it's doing. Now, I I wish it were purely moralistic, but I have a feeling this is a way to further the Cold War between China and the U.S. But uh, the State Department, Pompeo, issued a statement, and I'll I'll read it because it's very strong language. He says, The United States will not stand idly by as China carries out human rights abuses targeting Uyghurs, ethnic Kazakhs, and members of other minority groups in that area to include forced labor, arbitrary mass detention, and forced population control and attempts to erase their culture and Muslim faith. Mm. And we named some individuals... And, you know, great, put our foot down Stamped the table and said, this is it And and it is great But I wish it had been consistent And so this is sort of out of left field I think as far as the Chinese been concerned And I heard today on the news That their reaction They have restricted the U.S. Ambassador for Religious Freedom Once Senator then Governor Sam Brownback From even traveling there I don't know that he intended to travel there but they directly struck at the United States religious freedom system. So we've, we've got not just an economic and even potentially military conflict, we're really hammering tongs at them over uh, religious liberty. And it should have happened earlier. I just wish it were not part of a, a greatly uh, more complicated international situation on every front. But there's no question that China is not doing a good thing. With the uh, the Uyghurs in particular, I'm old enough to remember, and I think you too, Charles, when uh, China took over uh, Tibet and the Dalai Lama yes, yes. had to escape to India, where he's remained to this day, saying very nice, happy things yes, <laughs> as he travels yeah, around. He's, okay. he's a very jovial. Fellow, But he escaped barely with his life, with his inner retinue. And China, to this day, continues to persecute the Tibetans for their Buddhist faith, which is amazing because Buddhism is one of the more benign religions. Admittedly, the Tibetan form is more spiritualistic than most Buddhists practice. But it's not violent, generally speaking. There were violent protests at the time that the Dalai Lama left. But China has continued to harass them, won't, won't allow their religion or their language in, in that uh, Tibetan area. Well, now they've shifted their emphasis, I think, to the Uyghurs, a Muslim minority. And goodness knows the U.S. and other countries have problems with radical Islam. But there's not much evidence that China has had problems with the Uyghurs. They just don't like their religious faith vis-a-vis the uh, communist secular system of China.
0: Now, if that is true, and I'm sure it is because you said it and you have researched this, if I go to my local department store and I buy a pair of pants and I look in the tag and it says Made in China, am I indirectly or even directly contributing to what's happening in that country and to the persecution of those people you mentioned?
1: Well, indirectly, but (laughs) I don't think it would make much difference because... The company selling that is, is an American middleman.
0: Okay.
1: Think about this. Yeah. Uh, you would first hurt an American company by refusing to buy the materials. I, th- I think what the U.S. is doing now is a good policy. It just is shock and awe now when it should have been done consistently over the last several decades. And the Uyghur thing is very uh, pernicious. There are as many as a million Uighurs in detention camps where they're subjected to all sorts of abuses, and in particular, what really should affront the West is, as with civil prisoners even in China, there's strong evidence, overwhelming evidence, that Uyghurs and other detainees are being used as basically uh, raw material for organ sales. I remember once reading an an article, well documented and researched, about how uh, Chinese prisoners were being... uh, a schedule for execution according to the need for organs. And one of the, the organs that they're harvesting is skin, the entire skin of a human being. And to get it more uh, pristinely, the person's skinned alive. Oh, oh. In this era, such things are happening. So, uh, you know, it wouldn't be acceptable regardless, but particularly when this is linked to uh, religious identity, not a crime, not yeah. someone uh, that's offended their fellow human's level of violence and so on, just from religion. This is amazing. Yes. Yes. So the U.S. really does need to speak out against this.
0: Well, how do we do that, Lincoln? We, we, how do we speak out against what China's doing if going to the store and not buying something from China will hurt an American company? We are between a rock and a hard place here.
1: Well, I think we can do what we're now doing. I think it was very sad that it was overtly said that we were not linking civil rights issues with our trade relation with China. We showed that it didn't matter, that it was business as usual. And now suddenly we've got religion. Yes, yes. (laughs) But it should be no surprise that China's reacting very badly. In our previous discussion of how we're reacting to the COVID crisis in the US, when we take such a strong stance, we'd better be careful that we're not easily criticized for our restriction of religion it probably doesn't involve skinning anyone alive yet. <laughs> yet but restrictions nevertheless so we need to be careful if we have a, a consistent moral stance that will be more effective in dealing with uh, trading partners and even potential belligerents in a, in a conflict
0: Even as I hear you say these words, and some of them are hard to hear, That song, People Need the Lord, is echoing in the back of my mind. What a time this world is in, and how great the need is for us to share the Lord's love, the Lord's tolerance, the Lord's acceptance, the Lord's nurturing with everyone we meet. And that can, and probably will, filter back even to China. Am I on the right track?
1: Right. And and to put a spin on it that you may not have intended, I really believe that political pressure is, is needful. But if we are exemplifying tolerance, religious liberty, and Christian values, that will be more persuasive on the the global scene than any, quote, force that we can bring to bear against those who are forcibly restricting religion in other
0: places. We can't stand up there with a plank in our eye and talk about the speck in China's eye. Is that what you're saying?
1: Well, i put it another way. The, the most persuasive weapon that the United States had since World War II was its open society was temporal prosperity that flowed from that. That's what made people want to emulate the United States. Not our military bases, not the soft power through uh, other means, but the modeling that we were providing. Lincoln, are we becoming China? Is that what's happening? Well, there's that danger. <laughs> Yes. And, and you know, I've mentioned it on this radio program before. I wrote an editorial years ago called Convergence yeah. and how communist China and other dictatorships were liberalizing and how we were turning more uh, trendy now to use the word fascist, but that's not the only term, but, but less libertarian. And at some point there'll be a convergence. Yes. There'll be an indistinguishable difference between uh, what we would see as dictatorships and restrictive societies and a democracy on the, on the turn.
0: Huh. Lincoln, you are one who messes with my brain and my emotions more than any person I talk to on the radio. I just want us to figure it out as God's people how we can come in out of this fog of ignorance and out of this fog of it's not my problem, it's not in my backyard, To realize it is our problem it is in our backyard and it's becoming more and more prevalent am i right in saying that
1: right and and as uh, christians and people of faith the figures used of salt and light are more important than ever that's to be our role
0: libertymagazine.org is the website. Listener, if you'd like to arm yourself with the ammunition you need to be the kind of person you know you need to be and I know I need to be as we try to help our country and other countries and the people of all countries, you can find inspiration and motivation and information all at libertymagazine.org. I recommend that you visit there often, listen to the podcasts, watch the television programs, read Lincoln's blogs, read the the articles from the magazine, all at libertymagazine.org. Lincoln, thank you, as always, for your words of wisdom. Appreciate it. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Lincoln Steed inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call 443-391-7258 or email us through our website at libertymagazine.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today.